Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For today's episode, I'm interviewing Misha Rubin. Misha is the creator of the Career Leap Method, designed to help individuals discover a career that would bring them a sense of meaning, fulfillment, and abundance. Welcome, Misha. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Chris. Well, I am excited about this topic, but before we jump into that, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Sure. So I spent about 20 years in corporate career. I was uh, a partner in one of the large, one of the largest consulting firms, uh, the big four. Uh, So through my life, I not only helped manage many careers and help people navigate their careers, but I always been an inquiry about my own career, specifically how come I didn't feel the, the, that experience of meaning and fulfillment that I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I've always been on this quest uh, of finding what I am here to do in this life. So when I graduated from college, I started my career changing jobs every two years. So my first year was exciting. And the next year I had questions and doubts, and then I would find another job, but that clearly didn't get me to an answer. So then I thought, okay, let me take a year off. And I moved to Spain. I had a fabulous year. Let me move to Spain and figure out my passion. And that didn't produce any outcome. And then I thought, let me just stick with one company for 15 years and see what happens. So I tried that and I, you know, became successful. Um, I made more money than I could have imagined as an immigrant arriving into United States. So there was like, so I tried that. Then I thought, okay, let me get involved with a lot of great initiatives within my company, people initiative, work-life balance initiative, mentorship, you name it, right? Mm -hmm. So I tried that. And then I thought, okay, let me try to do things outside of work. So I recorded a music album. I got on a board of charity. I'm passionate about children causes. So I tried it all and it's still none of that filled that void of meaning and fulfillment for me till I started doing this work till one morning I woke up and I was like, I think I have the answer. And then I took that opening and that vision that I had and I created the career leap method. And since then I've been teaching people how to find meaningful and fulfilling career, because I think that's really a matter of knowing how to do it. We never taught of that in, in school. We taught so many things throughout our lifetime, right? But not that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you did so much experimenting and searching and now you're sharing that to help people get, well, leaping a little more quickly. More that quickly, leaping into the right direction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I would love to hear more about career, the career leap method. But before can uh, we do that, can you share um, what did the pandemic, right, COVID, reveal about the way we think about careers? Yeah, so I think there, there, there's a lot to unpack in that question, right? Yeah. So. One thing that people, because of this big change, people really got some time on their hands to question a lot of things. So that's what happened to me. I think that's what happened to a lot of people. They, they, pandemic actually challenged us in so many ways, you know, as a parent, you know, if you're a parent, you know, you were challenged as a parent. If you work and have an intense job, suddenly you're 
job moved into your home. So that got intense. So kids, so like, I think there was so much change. It was so intense year. And then for a lot of people, it was not just intense. It was, you know, it was just, you know, difficult year. You know, there were lots of losses, you know, lives, disease, you know, people lost their jobs. So I think this was truly a year of awakening and reflection for many people. Right. So that's, On a personal side, what I'm noticing. On the other side, on the business side, I will tell you three points that I see. One is that our, the employers are open to remote work right now as never before. Now, the interesting thing about that, that technology was there for the past 10 years to do that. So it the, it wasn't a technology shift. It was really, truly a cultural and social shift. That mm-hmm. happens. An amazing thing about this, and, and I usually say there is no better time to look for your dream job as now, because now you suddenly have access to not just job that geographically convenient for you, right? Especially again for parents or or for people that have some type of a location requirement, right? So suddenly you have access to all types of organization and businesses that located all over the world, not just even in the United States. So that's number one thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say is that when there is such a big social and economic change, that it comes with definitely pains. And as we see, some industries are shrinking, some careers might be disappearing, right? But it's also time of change. It's time of the the great opportunity, meaning there is a lot of new products and services and business ideas are coming up and a lot of industries are transforming themselves. So this is the time when they are looking for people, you know, when they are looking for new ideas. So it's, it's a great time for that. So that's point number two. And my point number three, it's never been an easier time to start your own business. I don't know how people started business 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but right now, like what happened to me, I had an idea. I created a webpage. I posted on Facebook and like within three days, I had three of my first students that I started working with. I worked with them for free. I didn't charge money, but, but the, the idea that you can start your business so easily that never existed before. So we live, I'm, I'm telling you, we, th- there has never been time like it is now to really go and do the things that, 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 that is a great thing for you to do. And the question is, the question is, so where do I look for it and how do I know that, that it's it? So I think this is the true question that needs to be answered. Yeah. So let's answer them <laughs> or, or teach people how to answer them. What do we do? Yeah. Yes. So, so the big part of the career leap method is understanding who you are. A lot of things that come with awareness, but w- w- what we don't really have is a good criteria of what would be the right career or right industry or right organization or right job for me. That's what really missing. Yeah. And how do we get to that? How do we get to that criteria? So the, the, so uh, let me tell you a little bit about the four pillars of the career leap method. So the, the, the kind of the centerpiece is the unique career criteria that the way you find out. So the premise of the career leap is that where you work should be aligned with your career values. Mm-hmm. And when I say where, I mean the industry that you work in, the organization that you work in, the leaders you work for, all of that should be aligned with your values. And if that's not met, it actually doesn't really matter what you do. 
But if that, that if that's met, what you do should be aligned with your strengths. So that's the basic, basic premise. So if, you, if I look at unique career criteria for every person, so the career values, and I think about the career values as an inner compass, something that sits inside of you and guides you. And for a lot of us, including me, that's why it took me so many years to discover what I should be doing in life. That compass sits so deep inside. It kind of says, mm, that's not it. That's not it. It kind of doesn't really give you an answer. What's not, what's it. Right. So, but what I work with people is to really articulate their career values. And once you have language for humans, if we don't have language, there is very little we can do with that information. So what I teach people is actually to have the language for their career values. So that's number one thing. And then to me, career values is the most important criteria because that's how, you know, whether this organization, whether this industry, whether this leader is, is are the right for you. Then the strengths, you strengths is what you produce results as a skill or a quality. So you, you know, I, I, I train people not just know what it is, but articulated with evidence that becomes, you know, very important. Then the, the third piece of, of, of the unique career uh, criteria is how you how you being motivated because what motivate we motivated in a lot of different ways so you need to understand what actually works for you so for instance if somebody motivated by the process uh, that would be an example of a person that does research right so researchers if they were just motivated by outcome, doing research would be a torture for them Yes, <laughs> because you don't know when you will discover and what you will discover very often in the research. So you have to be motivated in a particular way to operate in that type of a situation. But on the other hand, if somebody you are very um, outcome focused and outcome motivated, you know, research would be a torture for you because then you really like, <laughs> what yes. do I do with that? So, so, so understanding personal experience. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so those are, so I'm just giving you some examples of how you can know yourself yeah. in a way. And if you have, you know, I have about six different criteria that, that, that people can lay out, then it becomes, then the search becomes actually very obvious. Then you go and explore what industries are aligned with my values, or maybe what parts of industries align with my values. What, um, what careers would be within those industries I could explore. And our, so, so the trap, the common trap that people fall in is the skills and experience trap, I call it. So this is when the way we train to think about looking for the next job, we, tr- we start with writing our resume and thinking about all those skills and experience. Now, if you look around, there is a lot of people that are very skilled and very experienced that are miserable at their jobs. Yes. <laughs> so it's clearly not a great starting point. And, but the more we invest into our skill or experience, the more we know about it, right? The more we make money with it, the more successful we are with it, the more we comfortable with it, it really, really, truly keeps us trapped. So that's where, you know, you, you have to find other ways to, to do that. Okay. So that's, sorry, I'm jumping around, but that was the, the first pillar of the career leap method, uh, mm-hmm. defining your, so that's number one. The second okay. pillar is, you know, we all have, as humans, we create beliefs, we create disempowering beliefs that actually stop us from 
seeing a lot of things in our life. So the common disempowering beliefs around career, uh, I would say, you know, I am too old. <laughs> I am, you know, like I am a mother and, you know, nobody will want to hire a mother or I was out of the workforce for a, a while or why they wouldn't hire somebody younger than me and cheaper than me. Or it's just not possible for me to find a career that I love that will actually pay money and help me support my family. So there's all, all these beliefs that exist on a society level, an individual level, that kind of in the way of us even looking, even, even considering that maybe, maybe finding and doing a meaning, meaningful and fulfilling job is the most sensible option that we have in life because... Yeah. Listen, life is too short and we want to live an amazing life. We want to be an amazing example to our children. We want to our gifts to open up and shine in the world. We want to make the type of difference that we want to make. So all of that lives in, in the world. of And what I do as I train people, how to become masters in identifying, uh, deconstructing, disempowering beliefs and creating your context. So that's the second pillar, right? So the first one was the unique career criteria. The mm -hmm. second one, disempowering beliefs. So now that you know who you are, right? And where are you heading? So the question is, how do I communicate this to the world? And the way we are taught very often that in the, you know, in the business environment, especially in a job career search environment. This is the place where we need to perform and work very hard to create a good impression and figure out how to look better than we are. And that makes the whole interviewing and career job search process so just inauthentic and unpleasant. So what I teach people is how to communicate in authentic way, in relevant way and transparent way. So this is where a lot of power is to truly express yourself like that. And the fourth pillar of the career leap method is action. So there's a lot of conversation about action and a lot of people do many actions, but how do I act in an, in an intentional and impactful way? So it's very precise. It's very with a clear outcome in mind with, with a force. So, these four pillars, basically my mission in life is to take somebody who I called a competent, unfulfilled professional, mm -hmm. somebody who is educated enough, good at what they do enough, uh, successful enough, right? How do I take that person and turn them into an empowered, impactful human? So that's somebody who knows who they are, communicates in an authentic way, can empower to initiate change or initiate anything they want in life, uh, do work and live life with alignment with their values and show a great example for the next generation, how to do it. So that's, that's basically my mission in life to create humans like that. Ooh, I love it. So for our listeners today, can we go through each of the four pillars and give them one thing that they can do today to meet each of these pillars? Absolutely. So let's start with unique um, career criteria. So values, right? So I would, I would say that one of the ways to 
find your values is to look into your early memories of who you wanted to be. Like, for instance, when I was seven to 10, I wanted to be a math teacher. Now, and then what's good, what's important is to look at why. Why did you want to be that? So I wanted to be a math teacher because, you know, my mom was a math teacher. I saw how respected teachers are. I saw the contribution, the difference that teachers made in other people's life. I loved mathematics for its clarity. Um, so someplace in your early aspirations that were not really impacted by other people or practical realities of life, you could discover your values. So my career values, for instance, is are making a difference, clarity, and manifesting. And if I look at the math teacher that I wanted to, to be, actually all those values are present, making a difference. Yeah. As a teacher, clarity, the mathematics is all about clarity. So that's why I that's that's I, that's the only thing that I wanted to teach and manifesting. You're really allowing your students right to do something with with that output. So that yeah. so that's I, I would I would people can inquire and think about like what are my values? Isn't that a great conversation and a great inquiry to be about? <laughs> oh yeah, and I like instead of the what you focus on the why. Um, yeah. And another thing that I noticed too is, you know, looking back on my career is when I got the most frustrated, it was because one of those values was being stepped on. So I, I realized not too long ago that I am huge on autonomy and independence. And if I ever had anyone who put limits or restricted me, it drove me crazy. So that's how I identified those, those um, values. Yeah, it's amazing. And then once you know your values, you can know exactly why you're miserable at your current job. Yes. Why <laughs> I like, needed to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's actually very interesting. Once you know your values, suddenly everything becomes clear. It's like, oh, yeah. that's why I couldn't really stay here. Or this why I didn't get, you know, I didn't really mold into this group of people. Suddenly it becomes so clear and then it becomes a great criteria. Oh, I would yeah. say this is the most, if there was one thing I would teach you, this is the thing that I already said. Yeah. If if you know your values, I'm telling you, then you can go and say, okay, what industries and what organizations are aligned with my values? And you yeah. can start doing that whole exploration. Clarity. Yep. <laughs> nice. Okay. So then uh, the second pillar, those disempowering beliefs, what, what's the strategy for folks today? Okay, great. So one thing to know about the beliefs. So, so the belief is something that we think that it's the truth. <laughs> it occurs to us as the truth. So for instance, you know, one of the beliefs that I re recently dismantled for myself was that I am not trying hard enough. Mm. You know, that's kind of like, and then like, really, I live my life and I measure my life and I, you know, evaluate myself whether I'm trying hard enough. And if I'm not producing some outcome that I want, I was like, you see, you didn't try hard enough. Aww. And that was really disempowering for me, like, like very yeah. disempowering. It's almost like there is this critic that's sitting on, you know, on my shoulder and never happy, never hard enough, never <laughs> yep. producing the, you know, so Okay, so the way you look at a belief that in reality, so that's really occurred as the truth for me. 
and I had so much evidence. As humans, we're not stupid. We don't making some random beliefs. The beliefs that we have usually have a lot of evidence. So I looked, look here, you see, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. You know, like I had all the evidence lined up for me. And what, what disempowering beliefs create the whole paradigm of thinking. It creates how we feel, how we experience our life, but it's also influences our action. So there is this like somebody that critiquing me all the time. So I'm always need to figure out, am I doing the right thing? Am I trying hard enough? This is really uncomfortable. Now, the easy way to um, deconstruct a belief is to find the evidence for, uh, for the opposite. Mm-hmm. So the thing about the belief that in reality, it's really not the, the truth. It has some truth to it, but it's not the truth. It's not the ultimate truth. So for me, I just really had to look and say, well, why don't I look for evidence that I'm actually trying really hard? And, you know, I had a lot of evidence. (laughs) I had overwhelming evidence. And then I was like, (laughs) oh my God. So it's both true that I'm not trying hard enough and I have evidence for that. And I also have evidence that I am trying hard. So suddenly it doesn't have to be, suddenly it stopped being so um, important or so, um, you know, it doesn't cling to you as much. So suddenly, you know, it's not true. So, yeah. you know, this is not the truth that I'm telling myself. And that the last step is really coming up with an empowering context. So, so for me, what I came up with is, so the question that I want to ask myself, instead of whether I'm working hard enough, I was like, are you playing the game? That's my question now. Ah. Are you in the game? Are you playing the game? And the truth is, I am playing the game and I'm loving the game. And that question is super exciting for me. Uh, so yeah, I, and the way I train people, they can apply it to any area. All, all the things that I talked about, the four, all the four pillars, you can apply it in any area of your life. I, I am focused on career, but that's why I usually say I am molding this empowered, impactful humans. It's not going to be just career. It's going to be everywhere in their life. Yeah. Yep. Whole life. (laughs) I love it. So then we get that. Uh, What's a a quick tip for communicating uh, who we are to others? Right. That third pillar. Mm. Right. So authentic. So these are the principle, right? So being authentic. So Mm -hmm. it starts with actually knowing who you are. So once you know your values, right, or you know your strengths, or you know those things, then you can start communicating that. I usually say, invite my students to say, I give them an assignment to talk to three people about their values and strengths. And I usually say, you know, most of the conversations that happening in the society, people either gossip or they complain. What I'm asking you, why don't you talk to people about your values? Why don't you talk to them about your strengths? Isn't that a great conversation that could actually deepen relationship and people will start asking questions like, what do you mean by this word? And they will start thinking, what about my values? Do I have values? So I would say that if I have a tip, so once you start discovering your values or you just being in this inquiry, go talk to other people (laughs) and engage them in this really very profound conversation and have people really start relating to you as your values. Not the things that you said, not the things that you did, not the things that, you know, you known for, but for your values. That's what you want to be known by people around you, including when you go for a job interview or you're applying for work. Yeah. To make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then of course we take action. 
And then we take action. So the action really comes, it's like a culmination of everything, right? Yeah. So once you know who you are and where you're going, you know how to dismantle your beliefs, you know how to communicate yourself, right? So suddenly this gives you a lot of power on how to go into action. Now you can be very precise. So now when you, somebody calls you, you know, the, the other trap in, in, in career, I call them, I call it an opportunity trap. Mm -hmm. So this is an example. When somebody gives you a call, it's usually an ex-boss or a previous employer or your ex-worker or recruiter, right? Somebody calls you and says, hey, there's a great opportunity. Um, you will make more money or you'll have more responsibilities or you have these new experiences or you have more flexibility. So you'll have more of something, right? Mm -hmm. so, so it looks like a really better thing that you have. Now, if you do quite a few of those, then you might end up in the place and say, how did I end up here? Yeah. Why I'm even doing this? Why? Right? Because you didn't have a good criteria to create your opportunities. So in empowered, uh, in, 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 in intentional and impactful action, you just don't fall for that. Right? Yeah. Because when you know you have clear criteria, it's actually very easy for you to say yes and no. But the things that you're saying, yes, you could be very intentional. Yeah. And very impactful. So suddenly you really found an organization and you research them and you listen to what CEO is saying and you listen because people are public now, right? There's a lot of information now. You, you listen, you, you see what, what, what they saying about themselves. You research about what other people say about this company, right? Suddenly you have this, it's like, okay, I can be now very intentional. I really like this organization. So now you can go for it. Now you can be very intentional in how you approach them and what you tell them and how you interact with this organization. So that's very different than a traditional way of looking for job and, you know, and, 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 you know, falling into your skills and experience trap or falling into an opportunity trap. It's very intentional. Nice. Well, and you mentioned a little bit about, so taking your clients through this process, can you share uh, if people want to learn more about your products or services, how can they do that? Sure. So if you go to MishaRuben.com, um, I offer several programs. So I worked with professionals on their career leap. I work also with leaders. So if somebody, if you're a leader in your organization and you, you may be grew out of the mission of your organization, or maybe you grow out of your job and you are trying to figure out, do I stay here and mold a different role for myself? Or do I go outside or do I start my own business? So I have the program that called the Leaders Leap. And then I also work with CEOs on, um, I work with CEOs when they do have vision. I, I, my program was called the Legacy Leap. So if somebody has already an organization and they know their mission and they have the vision, the thing is how to translate that into your business strategy, into your relationship with your clients, with your employees, with all your stakeholders. So I work with CEOs on how to actually put it into life, the, their mission and their vision and their purpose-driven business. So all of that you can find at MishaRubin.com. And if you want to read more about the Career Leap method, it's thecareerleap.com. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure uh, those websites get into the episode description. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, of course. So we are at that place where you share your final piece of advice with our listeners. 
So my final advice is like this. I'll tell you a story about myself. There was a moment where I was um, sitting in a meeting room. It was a, a real meeting before COVID, <laughs> but we were with walls <laughs> and there were whiteboards and people were writing with different markers. And at that time, I spent 15 years in this management consulting firm. I made more money than I could have imagined. I had recognition. I had responsibilities. And I was um, a competent, unfulfilled professional. And in that meeting, we were discussing a new service offering for our clients, which are main, mainly large banks. And people were saying things. There's a lot of opinions. And then I was sharing my opinion. And then suddenly I heard my very quiet voice that told me very loudly, this is not aligned with your values anymore. You're not going to do this anymore. Mm. And that was a very scary moment for me because, you know, I'm a breadwinner in my family. I didn't have a clear idea of what I would be doing. I didn't know that in six months from that moment, I'll come up with a career leap method and I'll start teaching. I didn't know that I would be here sharing about all of this in this interview. And I knew that I'm not going to live my life like that anymore. Yeah. And that what I call confronting your career mediocrity. There is this moment. It's a scary moment because at that moment you have responsibilities, you have circumstances, and you do not have answers. And you choose not to perpetuate this life anymore. So what I, if, if I had any advice, I would ask the listeners, like really make a choice, make a choice. You know how it is to be a competent, unfulfilled professional. You probably have done it for many years and you know, there is something is possible on the other side, because frankly, there is a lot of evidence. I just got interviewed on another podcast by the single mother that had a corporate job. And at some point last year, she said, enough, I'm starting my own business. And she did it. So there is a lot of evidence that people out there finding things that they love, finding things that are meaningful, finding things that are fulfilling with all types of circumstances. And it's absolutely possible. But the thing is, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice and nobody can make this choice for you. Do you want to continue being miserable at your work? Do you want to be showing this example to your kids where you can't even explain to your children why you're doing this or to have the type of job and the type of experience you definitely don't want your children to have yeah. in their life? Or are you ready for your leap? Are you ready to face and look for answers and, and, and become a, an empowered, impactful human in your mm. life. I love it. Inspirational. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Misha. It's my pleasure. If you'd like to learn more about Misha, visit his website at MishaRubin.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.